Welcome to Hunger Club, the Monday online Bible study of the Feast Makati District. I'm Risa Singson Kaupeng, Editor-in-Chief of the Feast Magazine. Let's satisfy our hunger with God's Word. We come in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord, we want to thank you for this day, another new week, another new month. And we thank you also, Lord, for the super typhoon that spared our country, at least for uh, most of the parts of NCR. We thank you, Lord God, that no matter what kind of storm we may go through, you are always there. You are always there to protect us and to deliver us and to bring out the best, Lord, no matter what happens. And so we pray that as we once more gather here at the Hunger Club, we pray, Lord, that you deepen our hunger for your word. We pray that you may open our eyes, Lord, to new truths that will change the way we live, that will change, renew our minds so that we may think a little more like you, that we may be transformed a little more into your glory and become more like you, Jesus. We pray for all those who suffered from the strong rains and winds. We pray, Lord God, that you may continue to protect them and provide for all their needs. And we pray and ask all these in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray to Mama Mary, who is also always interceding for us. And we pray, Mary, help of Christians, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, in the box thinking. We're going to talk about living with the end in mind. You know, this undas is a time that we honor our dead, our beloved dead. We remember the saints in heaven and we pray for our loved ones who have already gone <laughs> before us. So it's a good time to have in the box thinking. Bakit in the box? Sometime back in uh, 2000 and 14, we exhumed my mom. And my mom, she passed away in 2009. You know, when my dad was still alive, he planned to exhume her and have her cremated and put her in a crypt in a nearby church. But the law only allowed, the law pala allows only, you can only exhume a body if it has been buried for at least five years. So my mom wasn't five years um, buried yet. Unfortunately, my dad passed away in 2014 also. So when that happened, that's when we exhumed my mom. So the four sisters, me and my three sisters, we had the unpleasant task of exhuming my mom. And we were told that a member of the family has to look at the remains <laughs> to identify it before it's cremated. You know, as if you can identify. So obviously, none of us wanted the unpleasant task of doing it, you know. And we only have two brothers, but both of them were in the U.S. So one sister joked, sabi niya, can we just, you know, ask the grave diggers to take a picture <laughs> and we can vibrate to our brothers and our, the, our brothers will identify it now. But obviously, we didn't do that. Long story short, by the time we reached the cemetery the vault was there already on the street and they were just waiting for a family member to arrive so they could open it i was across the street covering my eyes i didn't want to see you know but so it was my doctor sister who's um you know she was the bravest among us because she's 
seen, uh, you know, a lot of dead people and uh, a lot of uh, cadavers in med school and in her practice. So she was the one who was tasked to identify. And, you know, she was a few yards away, but still not close enough to see inside the vault. And, you know, honestly, my fear at that time was that my mom would still be intact. Uh, because right about that time, the news at that time when we were exhuming my mom was that they also exhumed, you know, a star, a bomba star who died in the 80s. That was like 30 plus years, almost 34 years. And when they exhumed her, wow, her body was intact. So I was thinking that, oh my gosh, you know, if, you know, that happened 35 years or, you know, more than 30 years buried and the body was still intact. I said, my mom, oh my gosh, my mom was a saint. She was, you know, a daily mass goer all her life. She read the Bible. She prayed. She always slept with the rosary in her hand. So I said, oh my gosh, my mom might be incorruptible, you know, but my mom was not. <laughs> Only her bones remained and uh, they transferred the bones into a bag in which they brought to the crematorium. So that's how we ended up putting my mom in a crypt. So uh, we put her there in the crypt beside my dad, my dad's earth. So, you know, that night when I was getting ready for bed, I was brushing my teeth and putting lotion, my moisturizer on my continually sagging and wrinkling skin. And I realized that that's where I'm headed. You know, that box. <laughs> where my mom's remains were, that's where I'm headed and that's where we're all headed. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of when my mom, for all her beauty, oh my gosh, up to the meticulous skincare, my mom, if you knew her, you know, the way she took care of her skin, you know, for all that, she still ended up as dust and ashes. So I want to address all of uh, you, all of us hunger clubbers here, that no matter what stage of life we're in, no matter how young or old you are, you know, no matter what your stage in life is, that's where we're headed. There are single people listening right now and they're praying for a lifetime partner. There are young parents who are starting families. There are, you know, maybe some of your empty nesters or proud grandparents or you may be a midlifer or a dual citizen, both Filipino and senior citizen. At meron ding mga senior, senior citizens na siguro na mas malapit na kesa sa iba na makita si Lord, di ba? You know, there's this beautiful poem, this beautiful scripture passage that I want to read with you and we're going to read from Ecclesiastes 11 starting from verse 9 and we're going to read all the way to chapter 12 verse 7 so I'm going to read from the New American Bible but later we will read also from the New Living Translation okay rejoice O youth while you are young and let your heart be glad in the days of your youth follow the ways of your heart the vision of your eyes Yet understand that as regards all this, God will bring you to judgment. Ward off grief from your heart and put away trouble from your presence, though the dawn of youth is fleeting. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years approach of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun is darkened, and the light and the moon and the stars, while the clouds return after the rain, when the guardians of the house tremble and the strong men are bent, 
And the grinders are idle because they are few. And they who look through the windows grow blind. When the doors to the street are shut and the sound of the mill is low. Because man goes to his lasting home and the dust returns to the earth as it once was. And the life breath returns to God who gave it. Beautiful, beautiful passage. There are, you know, just four things that I want to pull out from that passage that we read. Four things that this passage teaches us. Number one, it teaches us to rejoice. Number two, it teaches us to remove uh, those things that we don't need, worries, anxieties. Number three, it, it reminds us to remember our Lord. And number four, it tells us to reflect. We're going to go through this one by one. So number one, it tells us to rejoice. Sabi niya, rejoice, young man. Oh, habang bata ka, youth, kayong mga kabataan, rejoice. And that's what God wants for all of us, whether we're young or old. Philippians 4, verse 4, of course, everybody knows this passage. Sabi ni St. Paul, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice, rejoice. You know, I don't know how many times in the Bible it says for us to rejoice. So many times in the Bible telling us to rejoice, but I can assure you it's a prevailing theme in Scripture. You know, as Catholics, many of us grew up thinking that we had to be morose, serious, glum, diba? If we want to be holy, where did we get this? Where, where did we get this thinking? Well, you know, maybe from our parents, our teachers, our elders, the nuns in our schools, or the priests, you know, who called our attention or even punished us. My kurot, I remember my mom would, you know, when I'm noisy, when I was noisy in church, on Sunday, she would go, mm, when we were noisy or we would laugh inside the church, mm, so it was a big disconnect in our heads that being with the Lord or following His will or obeying His commandments is a source or reason for joy. Because when we're in the so, kaya ganyan lang tayo. so we have this thinking that a saint is always morose, sad. But really, 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 God wants us to enjoy life. Saint Teresa of Avila, I love her because I read somewhere that she's a beautiful woman. That's why I admire her. You know, usually kasi saints parang feeling that, oh, the outcasts or the unwanted in society. But Saint Teresa of Avila was a beautiful woman. And um, she was a saint with a good sense of humor. Wow, love it. She always reminded her nuns that to be Faithful nuns also meant having a good sense of humor. Wow. This is something that St. Teresa of Avila said. She said, a sad nun is a bad nun. Oh, diba? I am more afraid of one unhappy sister than a crowd of evil spirits. What would happen if we hid that little sense of humor we had? Let each of us humbly use this to cheer others. So being happy, being joyful, being funny is a virtue. This is what St. Teresa of Avila teaches us. And she was also the one who said, St. Teresa, from silly devotions and sour-faced saints, good Lord, deliver us. <laughs> 
See, she said, sour-faced saints are not, you know, deliver us, Lord, you know, as if they were evil. So she shows us that being holy also means being joyful. By the way, recently I got a clarification from a priest friend of mine, Father Gibo Dandoy, and we were texting the other day and, and he said something <laughs> Because there was an intercessor who told him that her favorite saint is Saint Rita de Avila. Si si Rita Avila po, artista po yan. Ha? Hindi pa po siya santo, but I know she's getting there. <laughs> We featured Rita in um, Kerygma Magazine before. So, yes, you know, saints, holy people of God, those of us who are striving to follow the Lord, yes, we can have a good sense of humor. We can be happy. We can rejoice. That's God's will for us. So single people, you know, live up. That's what this passage was saying. Young people, enjoy, rejoice with what God has given you. But we also have to know how to rejoice and enjoy within the boundaries that God has given us. When I was helping out with both uh, One True Love Club before, it, it was a club for single people, I would get a lot of emails from uh, mostly single women. And one time I had this somebody who emailed me and um, she was, you know, lamenting her loveless love life. And uh, actually she was an expectant bride just the week before she wrote me. And then that week that she was writing me, she broke up with her fiance and the guy decided to call it off because he had gotten somebody else pregnant and he decided to stick it out with the second girl, even if he He was already engaged to this first girl. And the painful, painful part is that this is the guy's second time that he's dropping her like a hot potato. He did the same thing to her years ago and she forgave him. So, you know, we can enjoy We can enjoy our life, especially, you know, you single people. Oh my gosh, so many things. Well, not now because it's locked down. But so many things you can do um, now that you're single and you can really enjoy life. But, you know, you gotta... Remember that it has to be within the bounds of God's will. And for those of you who are in a relationship like that, your partner is being unfaithful to you. You know, I have a passage from you from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 26, verse 11. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. So... Single people, listen to me. You know, you are not dogs. <laughs> Don't go back to that person. Parang... Don't go back to somebody that you barfed out already. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? You know, so the reason why you puked out something is because there's something offensive inside. So if you broke up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend because of something unacceptable, something offensive, something that's not marriage material, you know, wag mo nang balikan kasi this is, yeah, this, this must be speaking to someone because I wasn't planning to speak about this, but it still came out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, wag mo nang tikman uli yung sinuka mo, okay? So the Word of God tells us to rejoice. Rejoice. So go out, meet new people, go out, zoom out to meet new people virtually, you know, travel virtually, try something new when all this is over. Wow. You know, uh, live your life to the full. Love yourself. 
this advice to rejoice is not just for the young people. It's also for married people, for old people. Just hold your place in Ecclesiastes 11 and turn a few pages back to Ecclesiastes 5, verse 18. And that's what we're going to read. Even so, I have noticed one thing at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. So enjoy because God has given you time to enjoy. Have your me time. We were talking about this last week. We're talking about it again. Don't feel guilty when you need your me time because you need it for your sanity. God also wants you to enjoy and to rejoice, especially the women, you know, mothers. Usually mothers take care of their old parents, their kids, their husbands, their siblings, but they forget to take care of themselves. So I'm talking to you, sister. I'm talking to you. Have a me time. My me time is in the morning. You know, I like going to mass, attending mass virtually or online, going to church now that the churches are slowly opening and then having a prayer time, scripture time, exercising. I would, you know, when it wasn't... um rainy season yet I would swim um, but now I exercise from home using YouTube videos you know that's my me time so uh, we need these things to rejoice and to enjoy okay second thing that this passage is teaching us is to remove so first was rejoice second is remove remove what grief and trouble Sabes Ecclesiastes ward of grief from your heart and put away trouble from your presence till the dawn of youth is fleeting yan ang sabi sa Ecclesiastes so we enjoy but again we don't get ourselves into trouble you know there are people single people who go overboard in their search for enjoyment and they get into trouble like what I was talking about earlier. But I got another email before from someone who was young, successful, um, you know, works in a multinational company. She's a woman, a young woman and so successful, but she was having a relationship with a married man. And, and she was asking me, you know, do you think I still have a chance at love? I really told her via email, I said, you won't find love if you give yourself cheaply to, you know, married people. You won't find it there. That's definitely the wrong place to look for love and for a lifetime partner. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So we need to remember that, you know, God gives us pleasure, but we also have to enjoy pleasure within the bounds of His commandments, within the bounds of His will. It was telling us in Ecclesiastes to ward of grief. One of the top issues that people face today, especially in this pandemic, is depression. And it's not even limited to just old people or middle-aged people or millennials. The age of depression is going lower and lower. It's affecting even children. 
Women, your depression may be hormonal. Men, you may be depressed because of your health. You know, breadwinners, you may be depressed because you lost a job or you lost income. Married people, you may be depressed because of marital or family problems or problems in your office. Young people, you may be depressed because you're not able to go out and interact with your friends and have school face-to-face. But one of the titles of our Mother Mary, I've shared this before, is Our Lady of Sorrows. I was struck with a homily of the priest because he said, she's called Our Lady of Sorrows and not Our Lady of Depression. Mama Mary went through unbelievable grief, seeing her son being tortured, being crucified, and seeing her son breathe his last there on the cross. She knew sorrow like no other, and yet she did not give in to depression. She pondered things in her heart. She reflected on them. She sought to understand what God was teaching and what God was doing through all that. And so we will always face grief and sorrow. You know, many of us are, again, in this pandemic, we're having varying, you know, various levels, various degrees of grief and sorrow. Let's not allow it to overtake and to overwhelm us. And how do we do this? We do this by remembering. And that's the third point that we want to learn, highlight in this passage from Ecclesiastes. Remember. What do we remember? Who do we remember? Remember your Creator. That is Ecclesiastes 12. Verse 1, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Well, whether you're young or old, don't forget what God has done for you, in you, through you. Don't forget. You know, um, I've uh, shared with you that I've been journaling since I was a teenager. One of the things that uh, I used to do, especially when I still had those paper diaries, paperback diaries, every new year, On January 1, I would um, spend time in a chapel or in an adoration chapel and just go back, go through all my entries of the previous year. And um, reading my diary entries would really bless me so much because I would, you know, remember all the the answered prayers, the miracles, the messages that God um, has given me and had, had done for me throughout the year. So um, it, it's uh, really a, a remembering the miracles that God has done for us. It's a record of what He has fulfilled, the promises that He has fulfilled in our lives. Deuteronomy 4 verse 9 says, However, take care and be earnestly on your guard not to forget the things which your own eyes have seen, nor let them slip from your memory as long as you live, but teach them to your children and to your children's children. Oh, wow. Brothers and sisters, you know, take the effort, take the time to share what God has done in your life, in the life of your family. Pass it on. 
to your kids, pass it on to your younger, uh, you know, nieces and nephews, pass it on to the next generation so that they will know. I love the stories that my mom and my dad told me. I've shared some of them with you. You know how they were building our house before I wasn't born yet. They didn't have enough money. And then how God would provide miraculously from, wow, literally from the wind. Yung merong umihip na hangin, tapos merong you know, stuff like that. I love those stories because I know it's a testament to how God was moving in their lives and now God is moving in my life. So the Lord commanded the Israelites to keep retelling the story of how the Lord saved them mightily from Egypt so that they would not forget, so that they would always remember that they were God's chosen people. And so it's our responsibility also to let the next generation know, to let our younger kids, our younger relatives and friends know what God has done for us. And the um, fourth thing that I want to highlight from this passage from Ecclesiastes is reflect. Reflect. So we have rejoice, we have remove, we have remember, and then we have reflect. Reflect on the days ahead, sabi sa Ecclesiastes. I want to read with you Ecclesiastes 12, verse 3 to 6. And this time I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And we're going to understand this even more. Look what it says. Remember him, remember God, before your legs, the guards of your house start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth, your few remaining servants. <laughs> Stop grinding. And before your eyes, the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Does that happen to you? Hindi pa tumitilaok yung manok? Gising na kayo? You wake up when the birds, the first chirping of the birds, that's me, that's me. Um, verse 5, remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry about danger in the streets. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper and the caper berry no longer inspires sexual desire. Caper berries are um, aphrodisiacs. Remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well, for then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. What a beautiful reminder. What a beautiful reminder to us on this feast day, you know, the, the day of um, All Souls Day, the day we remember our uh, beloved departed. And so, you know, all of these things that the book of Ecclesiastes talks about, us, it's really such a poetic way of describing how, how we age. And 
honestly, I'm there. I'm, you know, I'm, that's why I'm, I exercise so much. I, you know, try to do weights. I try to strengthen my uh, strong man <laughs> and the guardians of my house, which are my legs. I, I know, sorry, the guardian of the house are the arms and the strong men are the legs, you know. Uh, that's why I do a lot of, you know, all these exercises to strengthen my knees and my muscles because I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm preparing for the time when these things will happen, that I will weaken and my bones will get frail. And so I'm trying to do what I can right now to strengthen and to steward what God has given me. I remember when I was editing the book of Brother Obep Cabrillas, he said something there that at the age of 40, you start losing, you know, your knees start to weaken. At the age of 50, this is what weakens. And so the exercises that he does is in preparation for those things so that he will uh, be strong and he will will have a long life and continue serving the Lord. And that's what I want to do also. And I pray that all of us will prepare for old age this way. And of course, you know, that's just a physical aspect, but more importantly, spiritually, that we are, you know, looking forward. We have this in-the-box thinking that we live and enjoy what God has given us today. But at the same time, our eyes are always on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. Our eyes are not so much fixed on what we have, the material things here on this earth, but we're looking at the heavenly things, the things that do not fade, that uh, thieves cannot break in or steal. And that's my prayer for all of us. I want to end with a prayer, but before that, I want to read this one last passage from Psalm 90, verse 12. And uh, as we flash it on screen, I want this to be your prayer and my prayer as we say it together to the Lord. So we come in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we pray, teach us to count our days aright that we may gain wisdom of heart. We pray, Lord, that as we live our lives to the full, enjoying the many blessings you've given us, as you give us good health, as you give us breath of life, we pray, Lord, that we may be able to steward the blessings you've given us, the blessings of health, the blessings of strength, the blessings of youth, the blessings of days ahead, that we can steward this and use it, Lord God, to further your kingdom. Use it, Lord, to live our lives for you and for other people. I pray for all the hunger clubbers, all those who are listening, those who are here for the first time. Lord, I pray for all of their concerns. I pray for all of their worries. We cast our worries upon you, Lord God, and we just look to you because we know, Lord, that uh, you are have gone before us. You are so, so many steps ahead of us and you've prepared everything that we need so that we can live a life of blessedness and enjoyment and be prepared to spend the rest of eternity with you. We also recall and pray, Lord, and remember our beloved dead. We pray for our faithful departed. We pray that you may kiss them for us, Lord. Send them our love as we know that they pray for us too. We ask for the prayers of the saints in heaven that they may intercede for us as we continue to fight here on earth as your church militant. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If this teaching has blessed you, we invite you to join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Philippine time on my Facebook page or live on YouTube at Feast Makati District. You can also keep the cycle of generosity going by supporting the Feast Makati District. Simply go to www.myfeastoffering1.com.